Miss Delaney. And it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. We made it, Tink. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Show did, because I don't know what's been up with these starts lately, but... Yeah, we've been having some weird starting the episode, like that time when my interface wasn't on, so... Okay, you need that. <laughs> Why isn't it working? Right. It's not recording. <laughs> I remember that one time. This was a long time ago when I was pre- I was like, I'm pressing record. It's not recording nothing. Oh my god, what are we doing? I remember being like, I just went silent and I was like, we can start now. I realized I had been pressing the space bar <laughs> instead of the record button. It's like I feel like it don't matter how many times we do this, it's gonna be some. That is not how you record. Like, okay. Yeah. Come on, space bar. Right. Period. Well, but we made it. 106. So, you know, we recover. We bounce back. Yep. Period. Well, anything besides news this week? No? I don't think so. You know, I'm trying to make this little event. Oh, right. So. I mean, um, but, I mean, it's, we ain't going, okay, thanks for listening. Okay, like, I might know. Yeah. I don't got to go. I, I gotta go to my living room, but you know. Oh, okay, so um, news this week. Uh, the Newark Symphony Hall has just announced um, that they've created a black-led volunteer-based investment committee um, that's comprised... New York Symphony? Huh? It's a New York Symphony? New York Symphony? Newark Symphony Hall. Newark, New Jersey. Oh, them, them people that don't pick nobody? No, that's new. That's the New Jersey Symphony Orchestra. Oh, what? Who, who are these people? New, Jer- <laughs> new Jersey is just... <laughs> different newark symphony hall which is not like which is like the actual building rather than like an ensemble um okay yeah okay so um um so they've (laughs) i don't know why that was so funny to me um so this is a committee um that's comprised of um largely millennial age professionals um, and they're basically going to be shaping um, and overseeing a policy um, and providing a guidance for fund management, fund management. So initially when I saw this, I was like, when I saw volunteer base, I was like, here y'all go, ask people to do stuff for free. But what I did mm-hmm. not know about the Newark Symphony Hall, because I didn't know, like, at first I thought it was a symphony and I didn't realize it was the hall and whatever. It's actually a black led organization. Period. Which, what else? What more? Tell me more. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, um, they've comprised this committee of seven members who are all, um, they all work at like really big companies, Goldman Sachs, Facebook, that type of stuff in finance. Um, and so they're going to be helping them achieve fundraising milestones as well as, um, helping them facilitate the first phase of a $40 million renovation that's supposed to start next year. Okay. Yeah. Cause I went, um, on their website when they said it was black lead, I said, period. The CEO's name is Tanisha. I said, period, Tanisha. Period, Tanisha. <laughs> but they're actually one of the largest arts and entertainment venues in New Jersey and the whole state. So, um, yeah, I was um, really surprised to hear that. I had no idea. Not y'all freaking drilling for oil outside of my window while I'm recording <laughs> the podcast. I hope y'all can't hear that. I hope. I mean, I know you can, but we're on on FaceTime, so it's a little different because you're not hearing them through my mic. Hopefully, they might could have heard. I know, it. I know they might could have, but hopefully, yeah. it's not like loud, like you yeah. know. Um, mm. but y'all can probably hear that. But oh well, 
y'all know what we sound like um we in a panty all right yeah we in a pandemic it's 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 a struggle over here so um yeah but i'm gonna link the articles you can learn more about um first of all about the newark symphony hall and then also about these wonderful black leaders that they have uh brought on board to uh help move the organization forward you see what happens yeah and, you, and it will be moving forward with black leadership so. not me accidentally xing out the my notes for the next um next story it's, so so. it's like we what is this 106 7 <laughs> I, and this show don't get any any less ghetto i got it back i got it back <laughs> <laughs> my internet quick okay so the next um piece of news this week is something that my mom has been harassing me to say on air so um <laughs> <laughs> no but it's actually something like sometimes i'll be saving stuff i need to get a better system because i'll be saving stuff and then i'm like wait so did i screenshot that or did i bookmark it on facebook or mm-hmm. on instagram or is yeah. it in my notes like or is it in my tabs like it's it's good over here so aka delaney's looking for an assistant anyone want to work with a prodigy celebrity right, if you will for free <laughs> okay <laughs> um no but the the la phil has been uh doing their sound stage uh series it's an online collection of concert films interviews and essays and artwork um that are intended to give a deeper insight into music um and the reason why my mom was like you need to say this on the show you need to support this and x y and z is because they they have i mean they have a lot of um black artists on here like janae bridges the um opera singer she did one kamasi washington who was a jazz saxophonist and a composer he wrote the music for becoming um the documentary Mm -hmm. on michelle obama he did one andre day also did one and you know she had her brianna taylor shirt on white folks was mad but period Um, what y'all mad for right and um so it features kind of like a documentary style like performance um as well as an interview with the artist and there's some accompanying um like um writing usually like an essay or it could be a poem or something and an accompanying playlist as well so um i'm gonna link where y'all can go to the website for that and kind of like you know peruse see what they got going on and you know we might stay tuned for season two because we might got something to do with that Ooh. anyway but let me not say something because now they're like season two came out and you ain't doing nothing so we'll see wait what happened we got something to do? i was oh yeah cause <laughs> I just, we, y'all know i work there so y'all know i work there anyway i'm just saying we you know we might see um but oh. i'm not i'm not gonna say too much on the mic because one there's not much to say and two whatever anyway you my business i'll do that <laughs> okay so uh last but not least the dallas symphony has a very interesting way of uh bringing music to folks during the panty the panty d um but they hired that trombonist from the other symphony no katie oh <laughs> 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 we need to love katie spirits because <laughs> first she coming for the newark symphony hall who ain't do nothing to her <laughs> and we ain't forget about meanwhile you could have hired Florence Price to do that <laughs> for a movie that was released in 2019 come on commissioner Florence Price. I was just ready I was ready for it uh, that's one of my favorite moments <laughs> um 
No, but the Dallas Symphony Orchestra um, is doing a series of concerts this season um, in a mobile venue called the Concert Truck. Um, oh, that sounds cute. Yeah, it's going to... Um, they're going to be uh, doing some small pop-up shows around the city um, through mid-December. Um, so... These concerts are a collaboration between the Dallas Symphony Orchestra musicians, um, members of some other arts organizations in the area, including the Booker T. Washington High School for Performing Arts, the Dallas Theater Center, uh, the Dallas Black Dance Theater, and um, two concert pianists, Susan Zhang and Nick Luby. I hope I'm saying his last name right. Um, those two concert pianists, though, they founded the concert truck a couple years ago in, um, in 2016 as a mobile concert stage. Um, and it's a 16 foot like box truck with a like it like opens up and so they're like in the truck on the side and you just like pull up and you looking at them play it's like a whole oh, yeah it's like a whole piano in there um so oh, i think i saw that yeah on IG. i'm gonna link so you can see that like the article in the um and like a picture of the actual of a couple different types of ensembles you can see a string quartet in there there's a string quartet and a grand piano in there you can see like it's pretty big oh i know exactly what you're talking about yeah it's pretty big so um they're gonna be driving around and doing um concerts in the area um featuring dallas Symphony orchestra musicians um if you're in the dallas area they have a lot a lot a lot of um concerts coming up it's spanning from november 21st it's going to be their first one and it goes all the way through december 18th there's going to be yeah on and it's like almost every day actually yeah almost every day except for like december 7th that's like the only oh and then of course the the thanksgiving holiday um like little span but yeah so if you're in the dallas area go ahead and uh catch you a little a little trucky piece what they need to do is drive up to houston and team up with Megan stallion i'll drive down for that period y'all get your boots and your coat no (laughs) for the what what are we gonna say my favorite thing that the twitter girls are doing is they put her first line as one word so it'll be like god will me god will me and that's one word yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah that pop into my head at least once a day <laughs> just randomly yeah. that will live my hair in free All right shout out to amari loving that phrase shout out to him. <laughs> i know that was amari's favorite episode right rent free period we doing good on pacing because i'm done Cause them them episodes been feeling real comfortable up there by one forty five. They yeah. been feeling real good up there. Yeah, we might be awesome. eating these words, but uh, because we usually be um, like okay, time for the intermission at like twenty nine minutes. So <laughs> it's my it's my place. Like I'm telling you, I'm so glad you saw the light. <laughs> Because it wasn't even remember it was I wasn't following the right people. You yeah. gotta know who to follow. It'd be funny on there. <laughs> people have no reason being that funny. It's like no reason. It's really it'd be hitting different. You're like, and maybe one day I'm most back on the Instagram. I love taking pictures, all that other stuff. But like, you know, I be looking the same. What am I taking a picture of? The the six seven leggings I be cycling through. You know what I'm saying? Like, what am I taking? A picture of? You know, um. So, there's a trend, like I said, that it's like, what's something that's blank that's not blank, right? So, it's like, for example, be like, what's something that seem healthy that's not healthy? 
and you know that could be like that could be sushi because right. you know you dip in a spicy mayo it ain't healthy no Caesar more. Caesar salad, or, right? Yeah. Cobb salad, oh you know, my like gosh. <laughs> a cob salad will kill you. <laughs> Not bacon not, and processed meat and, and eggs and like all and cheese <laughs> and dressing. It's not a salad. <laughs> so um, I asked Delaney. You know, this was a little a little difficult. When I asked Delaney, what are three things? Or I think it's two. I think we both got two. We'll see if I have three. I forgot one. What are three things that aren't black in classical music? Which is most things, except for the black composers and the players. <laughs> Um, that aren't black in classical music that seem black. Okay, so I have a negative and a positive. So of course I lead with negative. <laughs> Something that is not black in classical music, but it seems black, is opera singers from far away, because they be in blackface. In 2020, not y'all posting. But I remember when Placido Domingo. First of all, anyway, it's a problematic dude that always be putting freaking 400W foundation on his face. Him, uh, okay, yeah, he posted like, <laughs> "Oh, this is back when I played Otello." When I tell you, his Otello makeup was darker than I am, and that man is white. And he posted and the 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 anniversary of that early, like a month or two ago. Hmm. Oh, Otello is black. Yeah, but Pastor Domingo is not. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just thinking, cause I was about to say Otello, but then I realized mm-hmm. he, 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 he rat. I'm not going to say that on mics, but the way that, no, you don't want me to say it either, but the way that that plays out at the end, it's like, you can't be that dumb. You can't be that dumb. The way it plays out at the end of, yeah. of Otello? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, yep, that's mine. What's that for you? Nah, my my jaw's on the floor. Well, I'm at my bed, but you know. Okay, I have to be in here because my fridge is very loud in my little situation out there. Okay. Something that seemed black that's not black and classical music for me is calling the conductor maestro. Now, black people, one, will always honor your title. Even when you tell them not to, they're all going to be like, Dr. Period. Like, that's how black people going to gas you up anyway. And also, black people love titles. Like, they'll be like, Pastor Bishop. Oh my God! Like, like yeah, you know my what uncle said apostle. Apostle, apostle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or uh, deacon. I mean, deacon's a real thing, but yeah. you know what I mean. Like, it'll be always be deaconess so and so. It's always that you know. But yeah, that's something to me. Call how extra you have to be to call the conductor maestro. Yeah. I mean, but that's what you have to call them. I mean, I guess what I mean. What else you say? Like, what up though? You know. But it's right, like yep. that's very. That's very extra, mm-hmm. you know, like maestro in New York City. Okay, with, with Italy all the way over there. No, that's <laughs> real black. <laughs> yeah, because I know Richard going. Richard is going to be like, "Where's the receipt on this PhD?" Because there's really no reason for me not to call you doctor, doctor. Oh, Richard's a different case. Doc. Like Richard, if his I, name on my phone. If I ever is, say Richard, I'm gonna say Richard, comma PhD. Like, <laughs> and I'm gonna get on his nerves about he be too extra humble. Like, uh, uh-uh, uh relax all that. Nope. Is is Mr. Professional Doctor Richard, Doctor Doctor PhD? Oh, I should add founder PhD of music theory. My phone because my his name in my phone is Doctor Professor Richie Rich. 
but it should be doctor, oh. professor, richie rich, comma, PhD. Period. No way. I I feel like I'm gonna add the comma PhD. Yeah. What is his name? In my I phone? need to put some respect on his name. Yeah, because one thing. What's his name in my phone? <laughs> I, I it's some trifling. Oh, it's just Dr. Richie, but what I like about mine is that not only do I have the um the, the professor in front of the chalkboard, oh, me too. I also have the um the actual the doctor, doctor in the white emoji. coat. <laughs> That's what's trifling about it. But yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna add comma PhD to mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to round it out and also be very respectful. Right. Because <laughs> not a PhD? No, that's different. In music theory of all things. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. Because bro. we was doing that twelve tone with the matrix where you gotta do everything and yeah. thing. And when when he was teaching that, not Richard, but when the person I was learning from was teaching it, and we went through the whole matrix, everything, twelve by twelve matrix. We went through the whole thing and he said, All right, so the next step is I lost it. I said <laughs> We did not we did not just sit here and do the whole freaking thing. We went through the piece, found the thing and num- numbered the tone row or whatever, yep. and then mm-hmm. plug it into the matrix, mm-hmm. make the matrix by doing the math and the stuff and making it harder. And then you said there's another step. I thought we were done. I thought we were no, done. Like not Anyway, um, <laughs> Girl, I think I'm, I'm pretty much like when we got to that because I think the graduate theory at Eastman, like once you get through their obligatory, basically obligatory because no one passes a freaking entrance exam, like no one. I think it's like 87 percent of people take the remedial course like that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Like it's like they I remember because even one dude, I think I said this on the show, one dude, he's super cool. Shout out to him. I'm not gonna say his name, but he was he was like some he enjoyed theory. Bless his heart. And he, um, especially he, and he was in jazz, but he was in, he was getting his master's in music ed and he passed the theory exam, like with flying colors and they put him in, um, remedial theory. And he was like, what's good? But he was like, oh, my bad. Like they just be oh, shuffling people see. in. He's like, he was like, what's my test score? My dude got like a 94 on the thing. And he, oh, they were like, oh, my bad. Yeah. You ain't got to take it. But it's, it's ridiculous. Not y'all my bad when people paying for credit especially that and it doesn't count towards your degree so once we get to the graduate theory the little whatever you doing was like a couple of weeks so i'm like i'm just gonna take my l right here because I, I have no interest i have no desire i have no motivation and that was back in the day when i was real motivated you know what i'm saying i was I, that was katie was katie you know what i'm saying and i was i'm like yeah i i, I would tolerate a lot of things i would i would tolerate the Colenio and Butado. I will tolerate the Dugadim. I will tolerate the um uh, advanced pizzicato and regular pizzicato on the same beat. I will not do that. No. I put my pen down to math in high school and I will not do it. So I took my little L and we kept the push and you know what? They gave me that degree anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> that is my business. Ooh, I'm not in that position, but <laughs> okay what's what's your, what's your next one okay so my next one what's giving really black in classical music that's not is when y'all wrap y'all little, when y'all wrap y'all little violin slash violas up in that silk scarf <laughs> come on <Andrew>. bonnet <laughs> not a bonnet <laughs> that could be a classical black merch come on get your viola bonnet that would be if we made it they, okay but they oh you know i think about it there is a brand that makes like 
basically violin and viola bonnets like you you put it in like scroll down and then oh yeah the violin bag yeah that's what it's called the violin bag yeah. i was gonna buy one of those i'm like but i got this one at the beauty supply stuff yeah you and got this <laughs> that's what reminded me of it too because and i was like yeah katie do use a silk scarf <laughs> i use a silk scarf i went to the um shout out to the beauty supply the that real good beauty supply in rochester over there on, oh, on that freaking one. whatever street yeah you know what I'm talking mm. about? Because not a lot, not every beauty supply right has to good now. But that one over there is extensive. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta go you gotta go in the hood, but it ain't the hood hood. It's like the hood of Jace. Mm-hmm. You know, ain't you know, over there by the price right or whatever. And got my three ninety nine because I was not finna pay no forty dollars for no viola bag. Yeah. Ciao. Anyway. Um, I guess we could stop because I only got one more and I can't think of the other one. Uh okay, so you know what's real black classical music that ain't black that breakdown in the third movie of the El- Elgar Cello Concerto when it go damn da 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 that John hey. leaning too much <laughs> it leans too much it leans too much right his cousin Daquarius Elgar was visiting that that weekend when he wrote right, that, that week. <laughs> and you know what you know what Daquarius did he said you know what I'm you know what I, I you have but but I gotta go half the tempo right mm. and then make the other people join one by one there you go period he did that and that's exactly that's, that's exactly how um Black people be dancing too. When somebody start, then the other one follow. Like just like that, <laughs> man. That moment, <laughs> nah, that go crazy. <laughs> okay, well, we brazen. Okay, come on, classically black. Come on, thirty minute episode. My could, my could. Uh, no, no way. <laughs> <laughs> well. This is so good. Let me pull up the screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just enjoying myself. Today. I mean, I ain't got nothing pulled open. It's so funny because um, I was listening to some podcasters um, and actually do. I want their show is not similar to ours, but it's like they're classical musicians. Um, and wait, is it? I don't know what you're talking about, but probably. <laughs> um <laughs> it's a show that you will not listen to. Oh, and okay. uh yeah. <laughs> and um they brought it right around for me. They were talking about um like the Wait, why were you the production to of it because I'll I'll explain later. But okay, um, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. But um they were talking about like the production <laughs> aspect of, you know, like the making sure things are like like you're delivering the message when you're talking and and how, you know, how to talk to make it more engaging for people and slowing things down and speeding things up, all this stuff. And I was like, they we don't do none of that. We just be talking. Like, <laughs> like right. Like the way you say stuff, we just feel like this is how I talk and this is how it's gonna be on Cosky Black. Like I've hinted at like maybe doing speech stuff because sometimes I um a lot, but it doesn't happen all the time to the point where yeah. it's also just not that high of a priority for me. Like y'all know what I'm saying. So Right. Listen, I talk all I talk, okay? Like I don't wanna say and now I will say I do speak fast and I believe it or not, I used to speak faster than this. Um but here, here we are. So and what about it? <laughs> Okay, so I found this tweet, of course. Leave me alone. <clears throat> just, to be, just to clarify, I literally, first of all, I go on Twitter first in the mornings to get the news. 
then during my breaks my little 10 minute practice breaks i'd be on twitter so leave me alone i do not spend all my day on twitter just in case he was trying to drag somebody okay okay it don't really come for katie okay but you know me people be listening to this episode you don't i can't i can't defend myself in their minds so here we go all right not you not leaving me alone not you one of them okay okay at old julia tweet said what does more to fortify patriarchy than telling women to adopt all of men's professional habits including the bad ones and i was sitting there thinking i was mulling through that tweet and mulling through that tweet and i was like there are so many toxic behaviors that people know are toxic mind you in classical music um that we have normalized and i feel like classically blacks crowd a lot of times we're preaching to the choir but we're gonna talk about it anyway okay we're gonna talk about behaviors that we have noticed whether in ourselves because i feel like uh, i think everything on my list except for two everything on my list except for two i have four things because one i had to um okay me making up for the intermission okay so i have four things i I just really want to say the last one um two of them i don't do because decent humancy humancy human decency (laughs) (laughs) decent humancy yep there go that master's degree working for me over time (laughs) shout out to you Eastman (laughs) that's actually my favorite now yeah that's just like nope that's just like uh Paul Body's Nerfict Paul Body's Nerfict yeah like when you mess up you say Paul Body's Nerfict because it's like switched because it's like a mistake oh oh that's cute yeah that's cute. I probably won't remember to say that, but I like that. So, human C. <laughs> that's what y'all be. That's what y'all be doing when y'all pretending to have human decency. <laughs> and also, not me trying to sound it out the wrong way. <laughs> not me sitting there mulling through it, trying to make it work, wondering why it's not. Okay. Um, you went first. The last time you want me to go first, you want to go first. You should go first because then you could be. It'll be. Oh, I see. Duh. Okay. No, so I had to sit there is... and count through it. So it's not, not really done. So. <laughs> My first one is saying sorry for making mistakes. Now, this is something that I do profusely, and I think I've noticed it more for two reasons. One, I'm back in a in a place where I'm playing my instrument. Not more, because even when I was taking my year off, I was preparing for auditions, so I was practicing and stuff like that. But I'm in a place where I'm collaborating with musicians again, and I'm also I'm also in a place that I'm intimidated to be, just to be completely transparent. Like, I was talking to someone yesterday in the MSO, and they were asking me about my transition because, like, they're so... I'm, I'm very grateful to be here. And they were asking about my transition, and they were like you know i'm just trying to and they're like please be comfortable please become my girl my bow was on top of the string okay i'm talking about soul tasto then that first rehearsal okay i ain't here you ain't playing nothing wrong okay um but i've noticed that um a lot and it's like playing an instrument is hard it's difficult it's just simply challenging and if anyone says that it's not hard they're not a good musician because Anybody could put bow to string or lips to mouthpiece or whatever. But when you have to, it's, it's in the details. 
and then sometimes it's just not in the details. Sometimes it's just in tune or out of tune. Mm-hmm. So, and I say sorry so much, and it irritates me. Make a mistake. I'm sorry. Take too long to mark something. I'm sorry. It's just like I've noticed it and really bothers me because, like, what am I sorry for? Mm-hmm. And there was a time in my life, I think, like, late undergrad, where I, I, I conditioned myself to not say it so much. But I think I realized I put this unnecessary pressure on myself, and I don't think that will ever stop, but at least not for now. But I put this unnecessary pressure on myself, which is not always healthy. I'm not going to put my business out there. And when I'm in places where I feel like you have to get it right away and I don't get it right away, I have to. I feel like I have to fill the space and say sorry. Like I was in my freaking lesson. I miss. This is. There's this. Like I'm still. Y'all, please pray for me for my deliverance from the Walton Viola Concerto. It's been following me for years. I got here. I said, period. New concerto. He gave me a new one, and then he was like, "Skirt, why don't you finish it?" Please, I beg. For what? Right before it finishes me. <laughs> so now I'm on the third movement. And I like low key like I've dabbled in the third movement, but now I'm actually like mm-hmm. learning it because when I first got to Eastman it was the Walton Viola Concerto year, and then like I was like yeah, so y'all learned the whole thing, yeah, so it's gonna be a no for me. And I tried it and I was like yeah, so absolutely not. But anyway, there's this there's this chord section in the middle. I got frazzled before. Why am I frazzled in my lesson? Anyway, we're working on it. So that chord section went to hell with gasoline draws, and I said I'm sorry. Why am I sorry for that? I'm in a lesson. He's here to help me. At school. I know how to in school. I'm I'm I practiced it. I know how to play it. What am I sorry for? And you know what annoys me? I'm gonna do it again. I'm going to I'm in rehearsal. The conductor I'm working something. The conductor's looking at me, which is another reason why I like the MSO so much because like I feel like I'm actually part of the orchestra I'm not just like some type of like little prop in the back. Cause he waited for me to finish marking something. I thought it was taking too long. Meanwhile, what, a second? I'm sorry. What the heck am I sorry for? Mm. For marking something that you told me to do? Yeah. That irritates me, but I don't know. I just, ha- I always say it. I don't know if you have that same, if you do that same thing, it's always, like, oh, I'm so sorry. Sorry. Girl. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Girl. Yeah. Now that I think about it, and especially when I was, pre- when I was preparing for, to play for that, that LA Field thing where we, we me and a friend of mine did like a duet to open the concert so we're on stage the orchestra's behind us you know like that mm-hmm. that is nerve-wracking as heck yeah. like oh my gosh and i was coming off of a break where i had not been playing the bass mm-hmm. <laughs> um especially because i had been coming off of that internship where i was working 40 hours a week so mm-hmm. you know um and all home the last thing you want to do is play no bass exactly and often more than that you know more than 40 hours mm-hmm. a week and um and that kind of came up out of nowhere, but I was like, I cannot say no to that, you know? So I was yeah. not at like, you know, it wasn't like I play the bass all the time and i you know, I wasn't in my zone. And so I was not the most confident in my plan. And yeah, that whole, I'm sorry. And oh my God, like it got, cause that, listen, it's like a huge, that's a huge insecurity. It's like not playing something that you're happy with. Like you be having a, I be, we don't have to get into it, but I'll be tripping. Um, this one, let's see. I'll do this one first. It's it's gonna be real quick. We touched on it before, but a toxic behavior in classical music is kind of twofold: is belittling other genres of music and not taking accountability for it, not trying Period. to um recognize what you've done and like just just 
recognize it because and the reason why this come up this comes up is because for some reason somebody who apparently doesn't love me retweeted a two set violin video on my timeline and um what you do to them right and um they were like making fun of popular music and they were like doing all this stuff that was like you know just condescending and you know and all that yeah. and elitist typical, and then be like classical music stuff yeah and then was like don't take anything too seriously first of all I, people be like people love to say it's just a joke in order for it to be a joke it has to be funny so let's start yeah, there and i think that's where they missed the mark exactly time and time again exactly and so um y'all and y'all use that to avoid the accountability of like no there's actually some truth to this because a lot of classical musicians think this way and that is why Mm -hmm. you do it on your classical music videos because you know there are people who despise popular music they despise rap music they despise jazz they don't like in you know they think all of this stuff is below classical music people have said that explicitly people say that in your comments you guys Mm -hmm. your um the content of your videos that I have seen have reiterated that fact. There's a um, a video that they did of like classical versus rap. And they were talking about like how simple it is and X, Y, Z. And first of all, that just shows that you are not, you're very, I mean, I'm, I am also a one trick pony, but in a different way. Um, but y'all are very much a one trick pony in, in a lot of ways because you can't understand that maybe not every genre of music operates in the same, like on the same like scale with the same sort of rules with the same, you know, aspects as Mm -hmm. classical music. A lot of times with, with rap and hip hop, the, the aspect that is the most complex is not the melody because someone is rapping over it. Sometimes it's rhythm. Like, you, you know, like there's all of these rhythmic complexities that I'm sure y'all would need 45 hours with a metronome to be able to execute in an audition that um that are in that's in hip hop so like Mm -hmm. and in the video they were like playing it but they were intentionally playing it like worse like they were like you know how when you yeah yeah they were like mocking it like they were playing all this classical music like regular how they how they regularly play fine beautiful and then they would play something and be like like for the you know like intentionally rigid bow bad tone all that kind of stuff to kind of like be jokey about it and it's like you're not even Mm -hmm. you are showing that you don't take it seriously which i understand you're again supposed to be funny but the problem is that you're not so uh, and and the problem is that this is actually like there is validity in the people who criticize you for something like this Mm -hmm. you know if you want to do an actual comparison there are so many like like I mean, this show is a prime example. I think we're funny. And we, mm-hmm. like, so there is a way. I'm not saying you can never joke about rap music. You can never do it. We literally just said, what, Dequavius Elgar? Like, <laughs> like you know, like, there um, there are ways to, like, joke about and draw comparisons between and talk about that and whatever. But th- they'll be like, don't take it too seriously. We're just drawing a comparison. So which one is it? Right. Are you drawing a comparison? Are you trying to be funny? What, like? It just doesn't make any sense. I would just like for once for y'all to take some accountability for the the part that you play and the real harm that you do because um in in I guess in enabling people and encouraging people to engage in things that in, in practices that belittle quite frankly black music. Because that's yeah. usually what it is. That's you know? usually what it is. So I don't want to be mean, but like they, 
and the thing is you know who laughed at them the same toxic people that we probably talking about today like they they have a they have an audience they're just not funny to me yeah. they're just not funny not at all anyway my second one is being rude to your colleagues or in general like y'all these are inanimate notes on a page mm-hmm. y'all get like teachers talking crazy to you which i haven't had yet let me knock on some wood i mean you know it's gonna be my last music degree but you know um your colleagues acting crazy in, in rehearsal first of all because like i'm, I'm my authentic self anyway you know and i be trying i try to keep the peace because i know once i get good in ghetto it's gonna be over yeah you try to keep the peace this is you trying to keep the peace because <laughs> you quick to get there so <laughs> I try to, I try to, I try to keep it back. You know, I try, I try to hold when we gotta, when I gotta see you every day or we gotta play together mm-hmm. all the time. I've tried it, but I can't. But, but just know when it's because you're not gonna talk to me no type of way. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that is. It's always the music comes first, and I feel like that's where a lot of y'all fall short. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like this is like, and that kind of ties into my next one. Is uh, it's like, it's it's if you could you could play your instrument as good as anybody freaking Paganini can raise from the grave and be like, how you do that? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you're, if you have bad interpersonal skills, if you foam at the mouth and your instruments out of your hand, right. if you, <laughs> if you can't, if you can't be in a rehearsal and, and be diplomatic, if you can't do any of those things and like, what's the freaking point? Yeah. If you, if like, you know what I'm saying? And especially like, if you weren't, born with your instrument attached to your umbilical cord i'm so confused as to how you don't know how to be a regular person you know what i'm saying like people don't know how to be collegial and like that is okay you talking down to your student because because what you know and it's a difference between like okay your student is coming to the lesson unprepared unprepared multiple times you know like that's one thing and you talk to them about that but like y'all y'all talking crazy to students because uh a performance went wrong y'all talking crazy to your colleagues about this and that in rehearsal like these are these are literally ain't but seven notes you know what i'm saying like what are we even talking about okay it's more than seven because you got a little sharp slip but you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's seven letters okay like yeah that's a huge that's a huge problem it's 12 notes 12 tone 12 notes okay <laughs> we got there um but either way either way as i said mm-hmm. and we'll say like y'all the interpersonal skills like y'all must work on that and it, it and i know that the idea that classical musicians you know they spend eight hours a day by themselves in the room so so do i not eight because yeah girl but you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like i'm a person i practice very regularly you know it varies mm-hmm. four to six you. depending on anyway i love that for you it it varies four to six hours depending on the day but why can't y'all just be regular you know what i'm saying i'm regular i feel like i'm regular i got regular friends talk about regular stuff i don't talk i don't like talking about viola when i don't am not holding my instrument like why can't y'all just be normal interpersonal skills why why is that so difficult Tink? you know what i'm saying it's irritating because it's and it's different if it's like you know you shy or whatever i'm not talking about that i'm talking about like it's only about the music and you get you don't know how to communicate with people and you come across as rude and condescending mm-hmm. it's notes yeah and half the time it don't even really be notes it'd be pictures and stuff so what are we talking about yeah what are we what are we doing 
it's weird and it's gross and y'all need to fix that because i just feel like yeah i remember there was this girl that i was in undergrad with and you know who you know who it is who would be turning people's stands around and and write something in their music oh, that girl i was like and that's why nobody liked her let's not get let's not get an artery punctured with a pencil so because what you're not going to be flipping my stand around and writing it like girl who are you and I wanted to, I, you know what? Because I feel like they need someone crazy to come in contact with them one time. One you know what I'm time for the one time, like. And I, and it's like I want like, and nobody liked her. You know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe if you like Eastman, you know who we're talking about. And as that's our business. I mean, there were you people who were equally well, not probably not equally rude, but there were other rude people who that oh. that birds of a feather. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, girl, if you were so good, you would not be in school. That part. Think, did, not us did getting the same the, degree. Girl, you know, to be a Zimmerman, like, she was already selling orchestras when she was 12. Girl, that's not you. You in the school paying all this money, too. That irritates me. It's like some people can't put stuff in context. Like, girl, if you were that good, you wouldn't be here with me. You right. looking here at me. You, We and you are right here together. Yeah, because I had to tell somebody that in theory when they was like, they had made some type of rude comment when somebody was like, couldn't get a concept. And I said, we all took the same placement test and you ended up right here with the rest of us. Don't be trying to act uh-huh. like you, you, oh, I know that already. You obviously didn't know it enough or else you would be in the theory above this one. Humble yourself or I will. Cause you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Because they didn't just put you in here. You took a test, same test, same room, same time, same proctor, everything as the rest of us. And you right here. Like, <laughs> like the hardiness be irritating me. It's like, and I feel like even even when I make it to the professional orchestra, I'm like, girl, we both here. That part. We both here. Which, if you were so good, you'd be so. I would always find that if you were so good, you would. I could get to the top of my career. Right. Well, if you were so good, you would be. You would be the one on the, the moon. Personal. Right. <laughs> right. First, first violas on the moon. <laughs> I will, I will always because it's always something. It's like you are here. We got the same title. You looking at me? You talking to me crazy? Not us both paying Easter in this astronomical amount of money. Yeah, especially when there is, there is a diplomatic way to say things. Like you don't have to be rude to people, but y'all, oh, y'all skip that part. You know, like, and it's funny because that's not the like. I know, I do think that there is such thing as two pot too much positive reinforcement like i don't think everything needs to be coddled i think we can be we don't have to talk around things we don't have to do that but also there's a difference between like being direct and being disrespectful and because that's like what richard said (laughs) said on a couple episodes when he said he don't do that positive (laughs) that positive reinforcement thing if they get the answer wrong like if i ask you what's the fifth of c major and you say strawberry i'm not gonna say yeah kind (laughs) of see where you were going (laughs) right and I'm like, okay, why anybody would be that off? Actually, that does look at me. So, anyway, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Mine, which I haven't I done. Okay, so um, I think that one one thing that I really need people to stop doing is the gaslighting. Um, when especially when it comes to like conversations about inclusivity, saying, oh well, you know, finding music by black composers is too hard. First of all, let's not talk about what's too hard. Girl, don't Classical get my music started. is hard. Playing in tune is hard. Having even vibrato is hard. Shifting to the right note is hard. Like everything playing in time is hard. Everything about this is hard. Don Juan is hard. I know Layman is hard. Beethoven five is hard. All of it's hard. You act like don't act like you ain't never done that hard before. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and the thing is, y'all do, y'all will work hard to the ends of the earth for something you want to do. And that, right. so don't try to make it seem like it's, that's what's hindering you. All of these years, all of these centuries, and it's always been too hard. Not y'all uncovering Shostakovich Viola Sonata from the ends of the earth and y'all went to Mars and figured out that he left it there and then y'all swam through the Atlantic and went through the Titanic and, and, and saw in the ruins that, you know, the violin that you got from there. Like, nah, y'all will work hard for something that you really want to find, something that you really want to do. You will work mm-hmm. hard for it because I told you about that extra stuff and that extra ensemble that I'm in um, mm-hmm. where they're trying to get me to, they were like, oh, well, there's actually this technique that not many bass players know exists that you can do to kind of, and I'm like, I'm not doing all of that. I'm not doing all of that because one, I don't care about this. And two, because um, y'all are going, just seeing the effort that y'all put into consulting a bunch of different people after I already consulted my teacher and he already told y'all what he, what he told y'all and y'all went over his head um y'all went to the ends of the earth consulting people looking up sending me links of videos and x y and z um for something i'm not gonna pay to do and um y'all will go to the ends of earth for that but i've never ever played a black composer in my entire four years at eastman ever and y'all think that's okay ever like the ball like the first time i played one is right now when i'm playing on my recital which i programmed so that doesn't count it's me and also I don't want to hear nothing from nobody at Eastman talking about black composers are hard to find and whatever. When Sibley is literally a stone store, it's a cross. You know, a Sibley library is the biggest music, li- second yeah. biggest music library in North America. Yes. And you think black composers are hard? Go ask one of them where the black composers are. Yeah. Y'all, y'all, will- white supremacy will fight to its death. Like, <laughs> like- and, and so it's like, it's the gaslighting for me. Like, don't try to make it seem like we're asking too much of you. Because we're not, because black people, I mean, you see gateways happening. You see um, the, the repertoire the, for the semifinals of Sphinx is, um, is composers of color. You see your recital, my recital. A lot of black people play black composers and they make that effort. If we can do it and we don't have the millions upon millions of dollars that these institutions have, Come on, bro. And you think you think to to find Sanctum by Adolphus Hill Stork? I flew to Ghana and and then walked a hundred miles into the inner village and asked the elders where. Please direct me. Where can I find? And then I swam back across the Atlantic and walked to Virginia so I could get the piece from him from his house in his kitchen. No, I went on Google, <laughs> bro. And that's the like, thing, like. <laughs> just feel like it's just so insulting because it's insulting and this is why like this is a little a little tangent because it's not just about programming but like i remember when we were on triloquy for the second time um i think scott asked us like what do you say to people who like they still don't get it you know like they don't they're not on board with the movement or whatever and i said nothing you know and and just to elaborate on that it's because someone who is not on board who thinks saying for example with the with the uprising and stuff well just protest peacefully da, da, da. you think nobody nobody has ever thought to do that in the hundreds of years that black people have been on this land no one's ever thought to do that you're the first person 
you know like yeah ice cube like you have proof if you say something like that you have proven yourself to be ignorant you've proven yourself that you've proven to me that you know nothing of the movement and that you won't even google it you won't even do the very the barest the minimum the barest you won't even minimum. google it if you won't even google you can't it even ask Siri. we don't have nothing to talk about if you won't even google it because that's insulting to me my intelligence and the in my black experience it's insulting to every one of my ancestors who died behind this cause it's insulting to everybody so like I just feel like that whole gaslighting of making it seem like, oh, we haven't been trying hard enough or or it's just too too difficult or we really could do it this way instead of the way that we're doing it and, you know, we're being too mean about it and that sort of thing. It's, it's ridiculous because, I don't know, girl, I forgot what I was going to say, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous because... um yeah y'all acting like we had never thought about it before because oh especially that's a pet peeve i have with people who say um who say protest peacefully okay i want to know exactly how many black people we are expected to watch die before uh, you know until until y'all grow a conscience right and and people never want to answer the question i would like for somebody to put a number on it because when you have to get so involved as to put a number on it, then all of a sudden it's uncomfortable. And, oh, I could never. I could never. Yeah. But that's what you've done. You've literally said, keep protesting with your mouth shut until indefinitely. You don't know when it's going to stop. Also, if you if you take a simple, I mean, first of all, that confuses me in many ways. But we all sat in our whitewash history classes. Was it not your great, great, great uncle throwing tea in the harbor that wasn't theirs? That was a peaceful protest. That wasn't y'all tea. Or the American Revolutionary War. That was a peaceful protest. Yeah. Why why America wanna be so free from England? Isn't it's it's great. Why, why everything can just stay the way it is. What's wrong with that? Wait, did you try asking England nicely? What if you what if you um yeah, what if you just protest silently? Maybe they'll just let you free. Right. And it was um, Stokely Carmichael. In order for peaceful protests to, uh, to work, your opponent has to have a conscience. They have to have a conscience. America has none. So. Right. Like, because the mean, reality. Yeah, you can't. I mean, America. You, I, I'm not good on this role. <laughs> right. Because yeah, the reality is, people don't listen when you ask nicely. So, I mean, I'm. I think that there are a bunch of different approaches, you know, to to liberation. But I do think that um, that's a huge reason why I just choose not to engage with people who who want you to break everything down when they have no they have no intention on actually mm-hmm. listening to you. Because someone if you have to explain to someone if someone who's not on board with the movement, you have to explain to them why a broken window at Target is not the same thing as a black person's broken neck. They're not going to listen to a black person explain that to them anyway, because you have right. already seen someone's murder as an equivalent somehow to property damage. You've like, you're like, well, you don't have to do it like that. And, da, 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 da. and you, and what you're really saying is that you're okay with it happen so long as it's not in your face. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's a, a, a more extreme example of the, the gaslighting, but it all boils down to the same thing. It's all it's, it's all the same to me. Yeah. Anytime, anytime a black person say something, oh, you ain't gotta, you ain't gotta say it like that. And why we gotta play black compose? We it's called composers matter. <laughs> <coughs> I'm surprised that one hasn't come up. You know, I mean, what? it comes we up just not in so many words. 
first of all, I, I I feel like even that statement, a lot of people will have to have a word. I think Duck and Yanni will have to have a word. I think Mendelssohn will have a word. Because not y'all over-programming Beethoven. I don't even think he wanted his music played this much, to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. Did he even like his own stuff? He couldn't hear it. All right, so let's move on. So what was your <laughs> other one? You had another one? You have two more? <laughs> one. I have one more, too, so just go ahead and move on. Are we moving on now? We're moving on to yours. You didn't, you didn't like what I... Well, you didn't no, see well, what I'm not the one that hasn't been after this, so... Wow. Oh, actually, okay, I anyway. Do, but it's not till four, so it's fine. Okay. Okay, one of my toxic behaviors is the... I don't think there's anything wrong with this necessarily, like the idea of of it, but I think... I'm about to say it, so don't worry. But I think it's the the pressure to only have this idea and that is the pressure to only be interested in classical music i think that is very toxic because there's no other people like out there like us Mm -hmm. like and listen if classical music is what you live and breathe and move and it's how you have everything in life and it's it you know you can name every composer ever whoever wrote on a piece of paper and you know Beethoven symphonies inside and out and you can even name black composers and good for you I'm just saying like I feel like that is like forced upon us to like anytime you show an interest outside of classical music it's like well how long does that take it and did you and as I understand classical music is very you have to put time into it it takes time I remember um I a piece I was working on I cycled it out too many days so when I played it back through, I'm like, this is going to go exactly how it's supposed to go because I haven't played it in days and it went exactly like that. It sounded, it sounded terrible. I, it takes time to do classical music, but I think it's like the, the instruments in the case and it's like, I'm listening to this recording. And did you listen to this recording? And, 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 oh, and I'm watching this YouTube video. And that's fine. If you, if you like that and stuff, I, I, it's fine. But for the people who want to explore other things, I just hate that, that there's never a space for that. It's never a space. It's it's always looked down upon. Like, and I've always I rather I simply rather it take me longer to get to where I'm going and be able to explore my other instruments. I, I, instruments <laughs> interests. Okay, I like doing classically black. I like, you know, having a YouTube channel. I like learning, sitting down with Alyssa Ashley and learning how to perfect my foundation routine. I like doing other things. I like. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's not celebrated enough. I okay, this was a little extreme, not extreme, but like I will say, the semester I performed the worst at Eastman was the semester that I pledged as she wrote, but that is to be expected. Mm-hmm. There was not one of my sores who said that when they pledged that semester, they that was the worst semester. It's just what it is. This is what it is. But I like that I took that I took that leap and I was like, you know what? Because the first time I didn't do SGRO when I wanted to do it was because of Viola. Mm-hmm. So and I look, you're right here with a, a fellowship regardless. So and, and I got here regardless. And it might have taken me longer because I've applied to many a fellowship. Many a one. But I rather have outside interests. I like closing my case. And I remember I tweeted something and a, a, a music, I'm just going to say a musician I respect liked it. A couple of them that I, a couple of musicians that I respect, I'll tell you after. A couple of musicians who I admire and respect and who are very successful. I said, someone asked me if I was an SAI. I said, baby, once that viola case closes, like, I got a whole nother life, okay? <laughs> Y'all see what I feel like? I got a whole, and there's something wrong with that. And I'm not putting, I want to be very clear, I'm not putting anyone down who they 
the minute they close their case, they go straight to YouTube and they want to watch. I'm not, do your thing. I'm just saying I hate that the narrative is that if you do these other things, you're not going to be as good. Mm-hmm. Or you're less dedicated. I, and You're less dedicated because, like, I don't eat, sleep, breathe, yeah. think Viola girl. I mean, I'm the less dedicated because Viola... I'm less dedicated, so. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> Like the minute the VL case closed, like I was literally at Eastman. I, w- I had to learn strolls. I'm working on vegan recipes. Like I like that. I like that I have a life outside of this because, especially because of like because there is a period of time that I attach myself worth to Viola. It was absolutely necessary for me to find other things to do. Um, and that I just wish that that wouldn't be pushed so much. Now I'm not saying you tell your incoming freshman, yeah, you know, whatever you whatever you muster up, you know, <laughs> 10, 15 minutes a day. And I'm not saying that, but I Come feel on, like take other... Me to unpack. <laughs> <laughs> For you know, I got to take my scarf off and then, you know, I got to... Right. But, um, my bonnet. But, uh, yeah, I just wish that that would change. I just wish that... I don't, and I don't know what that would look like because I had to figure it out on my own. But I'm just saying that, like, not putting people down be like, well, how long did that take you to do that? As long as it takes me. My business, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, my last one is um something I think we talked about in passing, maybe not even on the show or even in the context of classical music, but it's toxic positivity. Uh, oh, you know, we've talked about this in terms of like I think like Christians and stuff, like oh yeah, yeah toxic mm. toxic positivity. I think that so. I think that music has proven itself to be a very powerful thing. Obviously, it connects people. It sends a message. You know, it has all that stuff. Music, yeah, 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 yeah. We love it. <laughs> um, but I do think that at a certain point, people be like, we're going to just keep on playing and we're going to change the world. And classical music is going to be a catalyst for changing the world. And it's it like, won't. it's like, you're a fool. <laughs> you, you believe that doing the same thing y'all been doing for the past 300 years except we have black people now is gonna change the world the world beethoven five but with the black person on the cello is gonna play is gonna change the world well, racism's no. gonna be over because you did that no i think that it's it's really toxic to like just have that very much let's just keep on playing and and we have then just a little bit at a time and and it's a start and oh my gosh i love that this is a start (laughs) and oh my god i think that we have to be i understand like that like i said music has been instrumental no pun intended and like um moving things (sighs) forward and like in you know chelarondoing a chelarondoing the movement and (laughs) (laughs) it's a nice stringendo to the movement and um (laughs) what else let's see no i'm just kidding um but but you also have to look at you have to unpack what was the context for that i mean all the 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 music that has done things like that has been revolutionary it's been controversial hugely controversial you Mm. know like it's not just like oh well you know we did the classics but you know it's some brown people on stage now like no there were um like huge you know accompanying um 
like reactions and, and cultural shifts that come with with um music like that like we talked about on I think that was last episode with like Sam Cooke and like his you know when you're talking about like musicians during the civil rights movement or something like that like they had songs that were meant to empower that pushed the boundaries in terms of what they said who they were for where they were performed like there were other aspects it wasn't just like were you know like it it right it's in order for you to say oh music is going to change the world it's not just simply the act of playing this symphony right you know like you have to there has to be other aspects to it so i do think that of course of course of course music is a huge part of you know um cultural shifts and 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 music can be political and it can be you know it can spark change and all that but i just feel like it's really toxic to just be like, let's just keep on trucking and like, right. you know, and say, or, but with the movie, I know you love that. You love the, the movie nights. Orchestras love a movie nights. <laughs> okay. Go off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I just feel like, um, if you look at any musical artist, um, and a professor just said this recently, like any mu- musical artist that did anything like worth noting, like in a history book or like in or just anything that that moved their their genre forward was extremely controversial. Hmm. Kirk Franklin, Kirk extremely Franklin. controversial. He took a hit. And now look at all of y'all. Extremely controversial. Um, Sam Cooke. Now y'all talking about I love God. Right. I love Right, I talked about that. Extremely controversial. Um, Freaking the Claire Ward singers were controversial because they wore sequins on their floor length long sleeve Mm -hmm. gowns. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like so many people. People were it was controversial to even record to sign to a record label in gospel music at one point. You know, Mm -hmm. you know, like I mean, now I was watching the Parkers and I remember seeing like so many gospel artists guest starring. That would have been. Are you kidding, girl? You know, like you got. Got one foot in the world and one foot in the church. Exactly. Oh my god! <laughs> it was, you know, it was controversial and it was so crazy because I was watching the sermon from my church and the the Bible verse was something that we had learned about in my gospel music class because at one church it was controversial to you. I mean, at one church at one time it was controversial to use instruments in gospel music. Yeah, just instruments. Remember, remember, Crystal was um talking about that church she went to when she was younger. Where they they had it like they didn't have no instruments. You remember that when she was talking about that, they had no instruments. They just it was only singing. Yeah, like at one point, it instruments were too mm-hmm. worldly for for gospel music. Even though in there's a Bible verse, I don't know which one it is because you know it's several but, of them. Yeah, right. But there's one specifically that I'm talking about where it literally lists like praise him with the symbols, the string yeah, instruments, that one, the piano, one, yeah. The, the, yeah, like it literally lists like all the stuff. They might as well say the hurdy gurdy, the didgeridoo, like. <laughs> You know, like all of this stuff. Girl. So I just it couldn't have said like, the trumpet though. You said that. No, it did. I, I think was, it did. It did. Which, I feel like they just ran with that. Right. Now look, now look at this. Right. So my my hearing definitely at eighty percent. But like I just feel like there are so many um artists that like they took those risks and I mean I know like using instruments was like really y'all dang we can't even use an instrument like right but um but even like people who said things that were um that were political oh my gosh the freaking message the message um by grand uh grandmaster flash don't push me because I'm close I'm to close the end yeah like that was a, like a huge thing because it it that was like the first 
song and hip-hop to really shine light about what was going on in the inner cities especially during like the crack epidemic and stuff like all of this stuff is super like anything that's like politically relevant that's culturally relevant is going to be controversial and there was a whole like lawsuit against this one rapper i forget what his name was i think it's from miami um when they were trying to like ban rap and record stores and stuff because it was too vulgar and it was like a free speech thing like you know, all of these, like, strides that people are taking and that have to do with, like, even your civil rights. Like, music mm-hmm. has a place in it, but you have to look at, like, how it happens in history because it is not we bust the kids up to Symphony Hall, you know? Like, which, yeah. you know, that that has its place. You know, it has its place. I'm not saying don't bust the kids up to Symphony Hall, but I'm just saying don't try to make it seem like if we just bust enough kids up to Symphony Hall, you know, Donald Trump will just fizzle out and like you know like yeah it's just just not doesn't make any sense what's not clicking but you know them you know them dance people up at the symphony hall that's exactly what they think mm-hmm. it's toxic my bonus one is like ripping a performance apart after you've played I think that's so toxic and we all do this oh, yeah. so yesterday I played a new music concert. It was fine. Oh, I, literally. And the girl. Anyway, so <laughs> anyway, I played a new music concert, and you know, I'll be, I'll be confused. You know, I'm, it's, it's honestly, it's just vibes. You know what I'm saying? Like it's notes there, but we know we just, we just vibes. You know, so dude is conducting. The conductor's conducting, and I get to it was a string quartet, and I get to this 5-8 part but I was like kind of confused getting into it so I was like rushing the it was like and I was rushing to the 8th note to the end and everything else went and I figured out what it was doing because he was trying to slow me down and everything else went perfectly and I walked to my car and I'm like dang you really just had to rush that little part there And he, and it's like I hate that because like classical music has to be perfect that's just what it is and if it's not perfect it has to be as close to it. it's how you get the job it's how you do all this stuff but not me first of all this it didn't matter like not saying his piece doesn't matter you know what i'm saying but it was it was like a um it was like a thing where like we a composer is able to hear their thing i'm, I'm trying to be nice and i feel like you should support me during this um it's a thing where a composer was able to hear his uh hear his composition that's basically what it was but it was live streaming all that other stuff so it doesn't it's freaking matter it doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't freaking matter and i'm over here like da-da-da. and also what's, what's crazy is one of my colleagues did the same thing and of course like the mso member that's that's filling out our quartet was like y'all can't be <laughs> like y'all can't be you did fine you know and it's like but it's like i hate that and it's like anytime i play something it's like Oh, but that one measure, man, you really had to da da da, da and hell, it, it would have been good, but it, this part right here, and you didn't hear the eighth note on the 32nd bar, and it's like, I hate that, just play, and I was having, I was having a conversation with Maestro Moody <laughs> before, he doesn't make us call him that, <laughs> he, he prefers you don't call him that, <laughs> but um, I was having a conversation with him before, and I was like, he was I was we were talking about conducting and I was like I really he asked me if I was going to conduct and I said I'm not I'm one I'm not good enough to I have no interest but I do like conducting kids because 
kids kids are just like wow I miss being like that kids will play anything you put you put in front of them and they play with reckless abandon and they play with confidence and they and they they are so full of life and energy and I'm and it's like it's gonna be great and it's gonna be and it's just it's just great and miss you have you miss I did that you heard that miss like <laughs> I played that miss you heard a little part right there I played that and it's like I miss being like that I miss being like so fearless and so like yeah like that was great because it's like the better I've gotten the more critical I've gotten of my playing something and it's yes in general yes something could have always been better but sometimes in general something just was good it was just good and it's really difficult for me to find that it's always like well if you really just did that one thing right there then that would have been perfect and you really had to, your bow chains poked out right there and and you didn't in the vibe you got too fast with the vibrato right there and it's yeah. like it's always something it's always you can't it can't just be mm-hmm. you know it can't just just be what it is it can't just be like that was a good performance and you did a good job with that but everybody does, you know everybody does it but you know you can at least like if even if you have i guess a performance where you're like dang i really could have done this that 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 better at least you didn't throw the kids off playing play, play, plunk. All right. I don't want to do this anymore. Katie. What grade is plunk? What grade of music is that? I want this. you to tell me. I, th- please what, don't beg. Two, I don't want to do it anymore. Thank you for listening to Class of Black. No. We can stop right here. What the episode is over. I, when I tell y'all, I came in early on plink, plank, plunk. First of all, all the babies okay. off. And actually, no, I didn't because they, they have musicianship. Something I could learn a thing or two about. Okay, let me tell you. Let me tell you what actually happened. Oh, we okay. We were playing. My I I did. I Confident had a little, as heck. Uh, I had a little um, youth orchestra I was conducting up in Rochester. Didn't have a bass player. We we're playing Leroy Anderson's Plink Plank Plunk. Now that is not an easy piece. I'm getting a degree. Okay. It, it it is not an easy. That's what piece. you tell your your fourth graders. <laughs> not and my grown self. We we played Plink Plank Plunk with MSO. Four weeks ago, that okay. jump moves fast, and even I felt for the first. This is the, this is the first time I know. This is the first real time I played playing playing play, 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 because I like I can never say it, you know alliteration. Play, play, play. Yeah, it, and I speak fast too, so I have to get it out. I can really just slow down, but that's not really in my. Play, play, play. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first real time playing plank plank plunk because I've played it for like little things, but this was a performance. I felt bad in the first rehearsal of playing playing plunk a couple weeks ago because i was like i really made my kids play this and yelled at them for not being able to play it Grade and three. made it go fast looked it up glad to know going back to so delaney i asked delaney to sit in on to play this to play this um piece with my kids great no they put the piece she with me. we get on stage so she so we had a rehearsal and then we had a rehearsal and then a performance, like back to back. The lady probably never heard "Plank Plank Plank." Yeah, I've never heard of it. Okay, it's not some. The melody is is whatever, but it's like the 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 end doesn't always happen in the same spot. Delaney makes some unnoticeable mistake. It was loud. I was the only person. I played in a rest, Katie. <laughs> Gosh, unnoticeable oh mistake God. that I have tried to. With every fiber of my being, forget. But quarterly, I'm reminded by Delaney that she did this one little thing at the end of the piece, at the end of the program. 
Right, lingering in everybody's mind. Great. Love Meanwhile, that for me. Not, not us playing freaking Holberg after that or whatever or before that. Like, girl. Although, what I will say, at least I was the only bass player. Because that would have been embarrassing if I was the only person in the section that came in. Oh, my gosh. Well, I really want you to let that go. Matter of fact, this was like two years. Two it might be three. No, it wasn't three because it's 2020. I didn't know you three years ago. You didn't know me in, in fall 2018? Three years ago? That was oh, 2017. No, huh? Oh, yeah. I knew you in fall 2018, though. Okay. I want you to let this go. I, I, more than anything. I feel like oh, the like, point was I let go week. of my my skills when I played in the rest on Plink Plink Plunk. All right, Black Excellence this week. Um, definitely not me. Uh, let's see. Does anyone want to come do the show for me? Anybody? Anybody? You don't even need a mic. I'll Why? send you my mic. This 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 Facebook. What's the What's the Why are you have a problem? And here we are with a classic example of how the problem is asking what the problem is. What do you mean? See. I'm just telling it like it is, Katie. You are not. I am. I told her how it is. Yeah. And here go Delaney speaking hyperbole. All right, y'all. Well, um, oh, this is an intro to Black Excellence, so. Huh? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> All right, y'all. It's time for Black Excellence where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because there's room for everyone at the top. What are you talking about? All right, so this week, my Black Excellence goes to a, um, young girl by the name of grace moore grace is 12 years old um, and she's in the seventh grade um she is one of the youngest composers uh to have a piece played by the new york philharmonic um yeah so she um is enrolled in the new york phil's very young composers program which is designed to teach uh, participants as young as eight years old how to create original scores so um she recently had her piece called summer premiered um by members of the new york philharmonic um in an outdoor concert uh so she was like interviewed there's like a video that i will link as well as like an article that you can read about her um and it's like a little bit of the piece, a little bit of her like interviewing. She's saying like how she uses um, music to express herself because she's shy and she got up there with her with her puffs on. I said period. Like, let me look her up. Like, she out here and and she wrote a piece piece too. It wasn't even like like I'm like not you, uh, not me doing composition projects for theory and it being da da da. Okay. Da, da. With a drone in the background. Like, oh, look at her pose. Yeah, she out here. Um, but yeah, I just, Perius is one of the youngest composers. Aww. With a New York Philharmonic, Perius is. And her piece was like chosen to be played from the participants of the, the program. So yeah, I will link the article and I'll also link the, um, the, interview slash um video where you can hear pieces of our little snippets of her piece called summer 
you know what? Everything might be okay in this hellhole we call Glasgow music. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Good. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was a joke. Ha ha. Hmm. Who said? Take notes. Right. Okay, my piece of the week is called Sonoran Storm for Solo Violas by Nakuthala Endo and Gwenyama. Um, I'm looking for music for my obligatory musical event in the spring. Oh. And also known as a uh obligatory musical event. All right. Also known as a yes. ri- Actually, no, cuz I also have an obligatory musical event. Um, so, you know, I understand your discretion and, you know, thank you. So, thank you. Um, Nakutala, she low-key popping. She won, like, the Primrose Viola competition. I don't know the exact year. Um, yeah, you know, and I'm also looking for unaccompanied stuff because y'all piano fees be high, which rightfully so, but they be high. So, and also panoramic. So, yeah, I'll link it. I will link the recording of her playing it because period. (laughs) Um, and you see me, when was this written? You see me. 2018, you see me with new music? Girl, yeah, a lot of my, I think, I don't know, maybe it's only two. But it was going to be more than that it was written in the, at least the 20th century, my recital. But, yeah, we out here, period. Yeah, and also, I'm, most of it needs to be black composers. So, I got her. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get this other little boy piece. He's a little, actually, a little, I think he's actually... Oh, he might be an adult. I don't know. And then... But yeah, period. I'm trying to get as many... I was going to play Sanctum again, but I was like, you know what, Katie? Give Hillsler a break. So... (laughs) (laughs) There goes it. Hi, y'all. Period. Thank you so much for listening to Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. If you have a piece of the week suggestion, a black excellent suggestion, or an intermission suggestion, send them to Classically Black Podcast at gmail.com and we will talk to you maybe next week. It depends on if I can stomach my continuing partnership with Delaney. Because what? honestly, honestly, y'all, what did I? I don't really talk about it, but. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Not the white woman tears. Come on. <laughs> no, I don't really talk about it. <laughs> what? Could you imagine? I wish I hadn't interrupted. I wish I could see how far you was going to go with it. If people were really going to believe you. <laughs> you think so? Can you imagine that our face is plastered everywhere? People are <laughs> They're like, you're really just. <laughs> I just. I just want you to know that. <laughs> I can't even take myself seriously. All right, I'm gonna go get ready for this event. All right, bye y'all. Bye y'all. <laughs>